0: But that is why I'm here, because this is a distillery that we can actually have a concept like a sunset gin and see it out and six months later be selling it on market. Can't do that anywhere else.
1: I'm Robin Sussingham, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm. We're all about food in Florida. This Florida distillery takes its location in the Sunshine State seriously. We take a trip to the St. Petersburg distillery. As we get ready to wrap up our second season of The Zest next week... I wanted to make sure I fit in a trip to the St. Petersburg Distillery, which uses iconic local ingredients like oranges and sugarcane in their Florida-focused spirits. They're launching a new product, Sunset Gin, which they say is a gin that's very specific to Florida and that's completely natural. Sales are soaring at the distillery and expansion plans are underway. In the upstairs tasting room, I met with Skip Reagan, Senior Vice President for Sales, Marketing, and Public Relations, Master Distiller Warren Gardner, and Assistant Distiller Clara Robbins.
0: Hi, Skip Reagan, Senior Vice President here at
2: St. Petersburg Distillery.
1: Clara Robbins, Assistant Distiller.
2: Hey, I'm Warren Gardner, and I'm a Master Distiller.
1: Why is St. Petersburg, Florida, a good place to put a distillery?
2: Sure. Well,
0: we are the benefit here in Florida of a lot of natural ingredients that they necessarily don't have in other parts of the, of the country, in other parts of the world. Um, a great reason why to have a distillery here are these natural Florida oranges. Um, I think today we might be talking about a couple of our, of our uh, orange-generated brands, um, like our Tiplers or our Sunset Gin. Uh, we would not be able to make those up north without bringing in the Florida oranges, right? Um, So we're we're very happy that we are not only a commercial distillery making all of our products here, but we use as many local ingredients from the local farmers that we possibly can to keep it a Florida craft product.
1: And you were saying it's a little bit unusual because you make these um, spirits start to finish. It's all done start to finish, right Warren?
2: Yes, that's correct. So one thing that we always try to do is we try and stay local, so that means we we establish a bond with Florida agriculture. Um, so anything from the rum, the, um, the vodka, um, the flavors, not only that, but the style that we have here in Florida is very unique. Um, you know, everything from the weather, the, the atmosphere, the, the people who grew up here, um, you know, for certain periods of time, you know, we all throw that into our marketing. Um, you know, it's just the way we do things. You know, so this is Florida.
1: Skip talked a little bit about the ingredients being unique. Tell me something about that, like the ingredients that you're using specifically.
2: Yeah, so our Righteous Rum is pure um, raw cane sugar from Florida. Um, A lot of the ingredients are sourced in Florida, but not just our Righteous Rum. You know, our our Tipler's Orange Liqueur um, was one of our original products that we ever wanted to come out with. Um, so when we want to come out with that, we wanted to um, capture the history of the Florida citrus industry. Um, and during that time, you know, that's what really made Florida famous. You know, there was a point in time where Florida orange juice was, you know, or orange juice from Florida oranges was Florida's national drink. You know, um, everywhere from all over the United States, you know, we were shipping crates of Florida oranges. Um, and during a certain period, you know, Florida citrus really boomed, you know, and it was helped fueling Florida. Um, and there was no other taste like it anywhere. Um, you know, and reading up on the history of the citrus um, industry, there was a lot of trials and tribulations. Um, you know, every year there was just a battle, you know, every time they, they made a good, um, they made progress, a good production, were, the next season there was just something to, you know, spoil, either throw off, or there was some kind of challenge, you know, you know, just just from researching the last hundred years of the Florida citrus industry, there's been like 18 different diseases, bacterias, fruit flies coming from different, and, just looking at the pictures, you know, during these times, it's, it's it's very inspirational because you know you see the smiles, you see you see the cries, the laughs um, during those times and the challenges that they conquered every single year. You know, so Florida Tipplers, um, our Tipplers Orange Liqueur, was very special to us because we wanted to capture that history and we wanted to make sure when you taste our product, that you don't forget. Um, you know, so it, it, it meant something to us. A lot, of them, a lot of our products we have, that we come out with, it has a story, it has some kind of history, which is real, you know, and um, that's why we take a lot of these products to heart. You know, everything has to match up, from the taste, the smell, the location, the story, the message, you know, it, it just has to be real, you know
1: yeah so that 's obviously important to you that um, not only that the liqueur tastes good, but you're capturing something about the Florida spirit and um you 're doing that as well in the laboratory tell me Tell me about that
3: yeah so we 're
1: you know getting ready to
3: release our sunset gin. And that's going to have the same vibe as Tiplers. You know, we wanted it to be something that was a marry between Tiplers and our tropical gin. So, of course, it's not the same base, not the same recipe as tropical gin, but still have that same spirit and that same vibe to be, you know, a Florida gin that is specific to Florida and stands out on a shelf at a bar that this is something that you can only get here. It's the only completely naturally made orange-style gin that is on the market, and it's something that, you know, we're really proud of. It took a lot of trials and a lot of, you know, Hard work, kind of you know. I don't want to say similar to what Warren was speaking to about the you know just Florida orange crops, yeah. but it felt that way you know we in the moment.
0: Our own trials and tribulations. Yeah. For sure, yeah. So I
3: mean you know trying out different styles and different methods to make this was trying, but eventually got to this wonderful spirit that is a it's an orange hue. It's very strong on the orange palette, but. Also, a balance of a gin, so it's you know kind of that in between of orange spirits and gin spirit.
0: I said, Clara, is there a way for us to create an orange gin um, that we are now calling Sunset Gin? And have it uh, be not only uh, hit all the quality cues, but I don't want to add any flavors. Like if we're going to get flavor, it needs to come from the botanicals that you're using. If we're going to get color, I want it to come either from the orange peels or one of the other botanicals you're using. Um, And she figured out a way to do that. Uh, And she got with Warren, and Warren figured out a way to get that batched up so we could do it into a large scale. And now we're super excited we're going to have this product on market in late October.
1: Um, Am I going to get to taste this? Do you have this here?
0: Yes, absolutely. We have have, um, some samples for you ready to taste. And then also I think Claire is uh, prepared to maybe even make a drink out of it. um, Say you can have it raw and you can have it in a drink.
1: That sounds good. Yeah, both of those sounds (laughs) really good. But let me, Claire, you know, what goes on in the lab? How did that process work? When you were given that challenge, what did you do? Yeah,
3: so... so the actual gin i created a london dry style gin so it's very simple it has six botanicals and and it's juniper coriander angelica root orris root licorice root and green cardamom so it's a very simple london dry style recipe kind of a classic yeah Uh, but I wanted it to be simple, something that would blend with oranges really well. And I knew that having a London dry style blended with oranges, I thought it would just really work together. So I tried, you know, figuring out how to combine this and make this orange stand out, but not overpower in this recipe and eventually landed on a post-distillation infusion method. And so I am peeling all the oranges myself. I'm drying them all and, uh, Using, Drying the peels, yeah, having them in a dehydrator in the lab, and yeah, that's where it's all going down is in the lab. All of the oranges are being processed in there, and then infused with that raw London Dry style of gin later
1: on. Warren, I love the way you were talking about the, the orange growers and Florida history, and I'm wondering, are you a Florida native? What, why is that? Why come here to St. Pete Distillery to be the master distiller? Why does this Florida history obviously appeal to you? You know, we're a podcast all about Florida food, but wh- why is it important to you?
2: All right. Well, originally I'm from Jamaica. All right? So when I came to the United States, um, we moved up north, and then we figured out that Florida's as close as home that we could get. Um, so I love, you know, I love everything about Florida because it, it reminds me of home. You know, everything from the beaches, you know, the people, the foods, um... You know, so to me it just i i have been in Florida for a little over twenty years now, um and this is a place that I could definitely call not only my home but for my children and their children um, you know so basically, to me, I want to be able to have an impact on my home um, I want to represent for my home um, I want to mean everything good for my home, you know so that's definitely what you're going to be getting from me, you know, so.
1: Yeah, that's great. All right, it's really starting to get hot. I turned off, the, <laughs> made him turn I off turned the off. Air. I made him turn off the air conditioning so it would be quieter, and now uh, it's really getting hot in here. Um, so maybe we turn back the air conditioning on for a little while sure, while it. we taste this, and it mm-hmm. might get a little loud, but at least we won't pass out. All right. How'd you get in? You said you just got here last November. How did you make your way here?
0: Sure. Well, I'm a 20-year I'm industry veteran um, by way of Gallo and then Pernod Ricard uh, for about five years, about six years over at Diageo, which is the global leader in spirits. Um, and I had about 12 states in my last job at Diageo, right? So I was uh, controlling about half a billion dollars of business. Um, and we were operating at a very high level uh, but the travel was getting to be a little much, and um, and it was a very interesting uh, position that the ownership uh, found me and, and interviewed me for.
1: Ownership of St. Petersburg Distillery.
0: Ownership of St. Petersburg Distillery. A wonderful Italian family, the Euphrates, uh, a father and two sons. Um, two sons are basically the managing partners, and the, and the father's kind of overseeing.
1: Well, tell me, give people a little bit of an idea. Like, I'm standing in a, a big block, uh, cement block building. It used to be a um, lumber yard. Sure. And it's got maybe 10 or 15 large tanks, distillery tanks, holding tanks. I mean, this is considered kind of a craft distillery, although it's a very large... It's large on the size of a craft distillery, sure. but it's not a huge commercial, like you're talking about Gallo. It's well, not like I'll, that. I'll
0: link it back to the question that you asked previously, why am I here and, and what's, what's in it for me for this project. Um, this is one of the only commercial distilleries in the state of Florida that's actually making their own products. There, there's nobody doing it on the production level that we are.
1: Because you're bottling it, everything.
0: We're, we're bottling it. So everything from, like the oranges actually get here in a truck. Right. And then Warren, you know, picks out what project these oranges are going to be for um, to the point where Claire is actually using an orange peeler and putting them herself into the dehydrator and actually using those peels so that she can keep some of the oils and not just buy dehydrated oranges. But that is why I'm here, because this is a distillery that we can actually have a concept like a sunset gin and see it out and six months later be selling it on market can't do that anywhere else and definitely can't do it working for a global, global entity, right? There'd be way too much red tape and too many people to, uh, to get on the program. Here, I went from uh, having 10,000 shareholders to having three shareholders. They call me three times a day each, uh, and I'm super happy to be here.
1: Let's try that. I mean, I'm looking at this beautiful tray over here uh, with a couple of mixed drinks and a bottle of, is that the, is that the uh, Sunset gin?
3: Yeah, so we have the Skyway Drive over there, and that was named because uh, it's a pink cocktail, and it kind of reminds me of my drive over the Skyway every morning into St. Pete, because I I live um, in Sarasota, so I drive over the Skyway every morning, and the sun is always rising on the way there, so it kind of has that same hue. Um, I love that. What's in it? So we have our Banyan Vodka, Tiplers, of course, Simple Syrup, grapefruit juice lime juice and it's topped with club soda
1: yep and we're going to have these recipes on the website the zestpodcast.com yep and what's the other drink the other one is shining
3: the sunset gin so it's actually our first cocktail ever for like that's featuring sunset gin um, and we're calling it a robbins collins because it's kind of a twist on a tom collins and robbins is my last name and so it has our uh, sunset gin lemon juice simple syrup and club soda
1: all right Let's try it. Okay, so this is the Skyway Drive. It's, this is the pink one. Yeah. And um, you've got a little lime garnish on it. This had the tipplers, the Banyi Vodka, the tipplers Orange Liqueur. Okay. Wow. The orange really comes through.
3: I would hope some of it comes through. It is me with grapefruit juice, so grapefruit juice does tend to overpower. Yeah,
1: some so, grapefruit
3: juice. Yeah, but you know, grapefruit is another another nice citrus, so yeah. that would complement the Tiplers a little bit. But, of course, we always—Banyan vodka is easy to blend in anything. We use it in most of our cocktails, especially with Tiplers, and tipplers is just a great spirit to be able to blend with any other spirit. So
1: okay. it kind of reminds you of a screwdriver, but— with a twist like a yeah. little more complex
3: yeah because you know it's made with grapefruit juice and and there's vodka and of course there's Tipler's orange liqueur so those are all things that you you know of course a screwdriver would be made with orange juice instead but having that grapefruit juice along with that Tipler's kind of mimics that but still a little bit of a little bit of bubbles I'm all about bu- bubbles I put you know cold soda in just about every drink that I make so you know it's kind of a fun twist on that but yeah, I, I really enjoy it, and I think it's, it's a pretty drink also. You know, I mean, it's got a little bit of lime. So it really has every, you know, aspect of that citrus world because you have three different types of citrus in that at once. So it's, you know, very special to Florida, and that's why, you know, it's got a Skyway name. So also another, you know, homage
1: to St. Petersburg. Okay, now this one's in the Tom Collins glass yes. with a wedge of uh, lemon to garnish. Right, it's supposed to be a um,
3: an orange wedge, but uh, today we have lemon lemons, and you just gotta
1: roll with the bunches.
3: Okay, and
1: this one this one's called the
3: Robin's Collins. Oh, Robin's
1: Collins. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. It is good. It's really good. So tell me again what was in that? Sunset gin, lemon juice, simple syrup, and club soda. So simple.
3: Yeah. It's, a, very it's simple. simple
1: to make. Yeah, but it's... You know, know. you know, these are these both what I really like about them they're not too sweet yeah they're not super dry they're not as dry as a gin and tonic but they're not they're not super sweet either
3: yeah in general you'll see that you know the sunset gin is it's sweet but it's not super sweet and so that's really the only sweetness that you get from that is in a little bit of that simple syrup but there's not much in there Mm -hmm. but I you know really like to focus on the spirit and not so much everything that goes into it. When I make cocktails, they're usually really simple. I am a go-to gin and tonic person. I that is what I drink anywhere. So, I am very simple with that, but you know, I'm not going to if I am going to make a cocktail for some special event, then I want it to be a little bit more complex, but still simple enough to meet my standards of, you know, shining on that spirit. So, I did not want to make a gin and tonic that I wanted to make something
1: that is simple. Okay, so you put something in this cup. This is the Tipler's Orange Liqueur. Sure, Just so to to tr- you had the
0: Tipler's in a drink, which was great, um, but I wanted you to taste it naked so that you could actually see some of those elements that you were picking up in the drink. I think it'll go ahead and it'll close that loop for you once you try it.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah, so that is really, um, Warren said it was one of the first things that we did, and he told you about the trials and tribulations of the oranges. Um, so th- this product in particular, I think with COVID, a lot of people are making margaritas back home now. Um, so this product for us is up about 65% year-to-date, um, which is it's already on a pretty big base. So we're actually buying more oranges, making more tipplers because of it. And we It actually... is so
1: freaking good. This is good. I love this. I think I would... Uh... Yep. I would put maybe this over some ice.
0: No, absolutely, and then um, what I wanted to tell you about a little bit and why Warren stepped out for a second is uh, we have kind of an exclusive for you, I guess. Uh, But it's going to be when we open our new market store, so we're actually revamping our our distillery experience, and we're going to have a market store. Right now we're not open for the public to come and have the distillery tour and have the market store experience. Uh, We're going to be in that position in December, and so what I asked the guys to do is I wanted to release a couple of uh, interesting products um, for that distillery experience that you could only get here, right? So a bit of a draw here, but also it's stuff that Warren's kind of been playing with. He brought this to me uh, maybe a month ago, I think, um, and I want you to try it before we talk about it, but this is going to be our Tipler's Reserve that you can buy right here at the market store and only here.
1: All right. Hold on. Here we go. This is a little bit um, darker than the orange liqueur, than the Tippler's orange liqueur. What is the secret, is
2: it? <laughs>
1: Wait a minute. That is delicious. There's just something... Um, it's almost like a burnt sugar um, taste in there, like a roasted taste. What is okay, Warren? Tell me what I just had. All right,
2: so, um, what we did with this process here is we aged our tipplers in um, ex bourbon barrels by itself, and then what we did was we blended it in with some of our
1: the bourbon barrel, the wood taste.
2: Mm-hmm. That's no, it. Exactly. That's exactly what you were tasting. Yeah. It so we also we took that and we did a small blend with our straight bourbon. Um, so we decided to give a sneak peek of our bourbon that we have here aging currently. Um, you know, so this is it, you know.
1: That is delicious. What's it called again?
2: Uh, right now is our Tipler's Reserve. Tipler's Reserve. Um, one thing with this blend is it's blended perfectly. Um, you get the taste of the aged orange liqueur, but you get the aroma of a straight bourbon.
1: It is wonderful. This was really delicious. I enjoyed every drink here, and um, I enjoyed my tour.
0: We just didn't, have, oh, the no, I
1: didn't have the Sunset Gin Oh, so no, I didn't have the Sunset Gin yet. Now, this is new. Is this out yet?
0: Full-scale distribution, November, December of this year.
1: All right, Sunset Gin. Let's see wow that's good that's really unusual
0: not too um, sweet uh we also there's no artificial flavoring or coloring in there and, and i think what clara did is she she
1: and it's a beautiful gold color and there's no artificial color so in you can tell
3: you know here it's a little bit of a lighter hue but in a 750 it is a kind of an amber orange color so Um, It's really beautiful in a bottle, uh, and, you know, to know that it's completely natural. You might see a little bit of orange particles in some of them, too, if you're, you know, if you're lucky. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think that's a a good way to put it. It's unusual because it's not a normal gin. You know, it's completely different, um, very Very different than any gin that you would find on the market.
1: Very complex, and I think that you could put that in a cocktail and it would hold its own. It's not gonna get buried.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, I, I've been drinking it with a little bit of club soda and a tiny squeeze of an orange, and it's my favorite drink.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> thank you.
1: That was Skip Reagan, Warren Gardner, and Clara Robbins of the St. Petersburg Distillery. We've got the recipes for the Skyway Drive and the Robbins Collins cocktails on our website, ThezestPodcast.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Robin Sessingham, Dalia Cologne, and I produce The Zest with help from Cheyenne Jaglal and Mark Hayes. Copyright 2020,
3: WUSF Public Media, University of South Florida.